go five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to everything you need to know about music, where tonight I, Jason, am sitting with my friend Mike. Say what's up, Mike. Hey, Jason. And Kevin. Say what's up, Kev. Hello, Jason. Hello, listeners. Welcome back. Tonight we are going to do an essential album. Kevin's going to be doing an album, which I'm very excited to. But before we get into that, let's do This Is My Jam, where we talk a little bit about the songs we're listening to now, things that are making us happy, things we're playing in the car as we drive or listen to while we're working out. Mikey, you want to go first? Sure thing. All right. So this song is from um, one of my top 10 bands. Okay. And I recently heard the lead singer talking about this song and how the record company didn't want to release it as a single. It's off their debut album. They thought the subject matter was a little depressing, maybe. Okay. But it ended up being a really big hit, hit number five on the charts, and I was their second biggest single ever. What year? 1998. So I'll play okay. it and then I'll yeah. tell you the All right, band go ahead. and the song. You got You'll me, know it. You got me thinking. I wish you would step back from that ledge, my friend. This isn't Oasis, is it? It's not Oasis. It's like one of those 90s slacker bands that I can never remember. They all, they're all the same today. Good tune. Wait, you're saying... Sorry, go back. You said this is their this was their second hit? Their second who? Tell Kevin who this was. So this is Third Eye Blind. The name of the song? The song is Jumper. Mm, off their song. self-titled oh. debut album. And they thought it was a little bit melancholy or... or the record label did, and it ended up being their second biggest hit well, ever. Well, does Jumper does mean jump, what yeah. I think it means? Yes, it does. Okay. Yeah, got it. So, Sun, Sunshine Skyway Bridge. Yeah. Good tune, though. I remember when this came out. It was a big hit. What's the bigger hit? Semi-Charm Carnival. Oh, yeah. Good, it's good, yeah. It's one of those It's one of those things that I think people sing and not really realize what they're singing. And it... it kind of tries to give you hope too oh does like, it i yeah. don't think i've ever listened to the lyrics like, really think about your life oh things will get better got it so so the theme is actually don't jump right than- <laughs> yeah. exactly <laughs> got it okay all right good one mikey uh i'm going to go next kevin you want to go third yes please all right let's see this has been a jam that i have been listening to um it is another one that came across because uh, in the band that I play in, we do some obscure covers, and this is a cover that I didn't not only know, um, but I then had to do some research as to where it came from, and I was blown away, absolutely blown away where this where this came from. So I'm just going to play it. I don't know if you guys have ever heard it. This is called Kansas City, and this is the new Basement Tapes, and I love, love this song. But not the same Kansas City that I the people to. to no. Time and time again. Now, the new Basement Tapes is actually like Why a super group. Many different right. artists came together to make this album because T-Bone Burnett, who used to be, oh, yeah. you know T-Bone Burnett? Shania Twain's husband, right? And was the lead guitarist for many years for Bob Dylan. Cool. So, he had all of these unreleased songs that were written by Bob 
during the basement tapes, which is an era that was about 1968 to 1970, when he was hanging out with the band in the Bink Pink House. I don't know if you guys ever heard that episode where oh, we yeah. talked about that. Okay. So he had all this unbelievable material, and they came out with the basement tapes, which is an album that has 50, 60 different songs all by Bob Dylan and the band. And there are, some of them are half songs. Some of them are kind of just them practicing in the basement. But anyway, he found all these unrecorded, like, just sheet music and 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 lyrics of, of songs by Bob Dylan. So he gathers this big group together of, of random musicians at the time. This one happens to be Marcus Mumford of Mumford & Sons singing this uh, song, which maybe you can hear it in his voice. Yep. And it's just such a good tune. Really, really, really good stuff. Yeah, I really like it. I feel like I've heard it before, but I would, you might I would, I would know nothing. Yeah. Listen to this hook. Though. It's good. And I love you Actually, and Johnny Depp is playing uh, guitar on this one, too, as well. Johnny kind of Depp. Johnny Depp. Yeah, Elvis Costello's on this. Marcus Mumford, Taylor Goldsmith. Bunch of different guys. It's really, really cool. It's quite a lot. It's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Anyway, so that's been my jam recently. All right, Kev, you're up. Good tune. Yeah, it's cool. All right, gentlemen. Gentlemen, this is my jam. Man, wait a minute. I know this. I know this. Is this... Mikey, we we took music appreciation together in college. Mm -hmm. This was one of the songs. This was one of the songs. God darn it. Is this WC? No. Claude, WC, no. No, 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 no. Close though. Same, same country. I think he's French, right? Oh, man. All right. Why is this your jam right now? Wait, what? Like, do you know what it is? No, I remember the song. I yeah. couldn't tell you who it is. All right. So this is, and I'm gonna butcher this French as bad as I. Is did it Clear de Lune? No. No. Oh, what is this? Um, it's No Chien. Oh boy. Which again is a long French word that again I'm sure I butchered. By Eric Satie. No, I don't know that. Eric Satie is a French composer, though, also a piano. Okay. Um, and so, and then did this in the late 1800s. So, unlike my normal songs for this segment, <laughs> right. I don't have an anecdote behind this today. Okay. Um, but I wanted you guys to listen to this. Go ahead, put it back up for a second. This is going to set the stage for what I'm going to talk about tonight. Oh, really? Yeah. This is going to set the stage for the album. So, I love this song. Okay. And I love piano music in general, like this, uh, where it's just the piano. Right. And I'm playing it because I want you guys to hear the power and the emotion that can be evoked from a simple arrangement like this. Mm, okay. Because my album I'm going to talk to you about tonight very much does just that. Wow. Okay. Wow. Well done. So that's Eric Sadie. Okay. Good one. All right. You want to get into it? Just go right into it. We'll then. go right into it. Yeah. So tonight. Do it. What are we doing? I'm going to discuss the album John Lennon slash Plastic Ono Band, which yeah. was John Lennon's first solo record. Wow. Let's do a little bit of background here. So the Beatles broke up in 1970 after putting out two great albums, inconsecutively, by the way, which is a bit of my impetus for choosing this album, Jason. Because I'm hoping that you, me, and Seth, who I know is a huge Beatles fan, yep. are eventually going to do a podcast on the excellent series Get Back on Disney Plus which talks about the Beatles recording the album Let It Be and then the promised concert that they were supposed to do on TV which eventually then became their last live appearance up on the yep. um, up on the roof right yep. so after the Let It Be sessions you know they had to have Phil Spector 
who's now quite a controversial figure, by the <laughs> way, sure. and no longer with us. Um, but he was a really awesome producer back then. Yeah. Right? Did a lot One of, of the greatest, if, if not the greatest. Um, of, and of then that time, they, yeah. they brought him in to fix Let It Be um, and put in his wall of sound. So Let It Be got released after. Which Paul McCartney was like really upset about. Right. And then later, forgive me, didn't he also come out? Didn't Paul release his version um, without the fill? Yeah, let, let yeah. it be. Let it be naked. Yeah. that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so let it be got released after what was supposed to be their last album, which is Abbey Road. Right. So there were tw- there were twelve Beatles studio albums. They were released between mm-hmm. March nineteen sixty three, which the first one was Please Please Me, and then finishing off with Let It Be, which was released in May of nineteen seventy. Can we take a step back? That was seven years. I know they weren't here that long to I, be such a, an impactful thing to music to be i mean only seven years only seven years and you think about it like barack obama george w bush we've seen their bill clinton we've seen their presidencies they were all longer they lasted longer longer than the beatles did yeah with you know maybe somewhat of an impact but um you know huge impact from from the beatles are we wait are we are we biased because we're such beatles fans like Mikey, are you as much of a Beatles fan? Like I don't think you are. Like you I'm like not. their music, but you're not a fan. Like we are. We're we're no, dorks I, about it. I don't know nearly as much as you guys. Do. But not about no. But I mean, like. But I a, understand the impact they have. Like, pro- like let me say two things. Yep. When a Beatles song comes on, I feel in the car. I feel obligated to listen. Like that's how much of a of a loyalist I am. Yep. Like I could never skip over it. Second thing I'll say is, and I will echo what what Rick Rubin said. And I guess I feel this, he encapsulated how I feel about the Beatles perfectly. He said that, that the Beatles are proof that God loves us. That's yeah. honestly how much I feel for them. So, and that's, you know, they're life changing for me. They weren't a cult classic, right? I mean, <laughs> no. they were like Fiona Apple, which we talked about in an earlier podcast, who's great, but very critically acclaimed, but not widespread accepted. I mean, they were the biggest band on the planet yeah. in, in those yeah. seven years as well. Yeah. Right. And probably had the biggest impact on music, maybe outside of like Beethoven and Mozart. Maybe. Or were they better? I don't know. Maybe just it's different for the time. But yeah, same. I mean, but I think when we, you know, 200 years from now, the Beatles are going to be a band that are still played. Absolutely. I don't know how many other bands we can say. But even the song structure, and it, 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 the Beatles are something for anybody. Like, whether it's just like intro to music, like these are nice sounding songs, or you start to play music and you say, wow, this is really neat. I, I like it. Or, or the depth and complexity of the arrangement and the engineering, everything they did at any level that you are into music, the Beatles fit into something that you are into whether right. you're a simpleton or an absolute mega nerd the beatles work for you yeah for sure i mean unless you just don't like the music because you know whatever but i've not met anyone to ever go there no right. I, they, you can't appreciate what they did right all right so so you you guys can appreciate that i mean how important it was for these guys to truly shine and excel in their solo outings yeah. after they broke up right right so when they broke up we, we received the first three Beatles albums, two of which um, I think are, are the best, you know, Beatles albums, post-Beatles albums that were made. Um, the first one was Paul McCartney, and the name of the album was just, was just McCartney. That was released in April of 1970, so it was actually released before Let It Be was. I would not put that. I didn't know I, that. I like that. I'd probably put that in my top 10 wow, post-Beatles albums, okay. um, but it would not be in my top three. Paul's my favorite, but I actually don't really care for that album that much. It's 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 okay. It's it's uneven. It's a little unfinished, I think, too. Yeah. Right. Um, and then you had George Harrison's landmark 
three uh, LP, All Things Must Pass. And for those of you listeners that have not listened to episode 29 of this podcast where Jason digs into this um, as bit, part of the yeah. Essential Album Series, I think it might have been your first Essential Album yeah, it Series. Yeah, I needed to do it. That was one I wanted to do, yeah. Um, go back and listen to it. it it's great. It's excellent album. It is an amazing album. And I then, feel like, and I'll just say real quickly ahead. when I talk about that in the podcast, it's. I felt like it was George's way of saying, here's all the stuff I had that because Paul and John were going back and forth and bickering so much, they wouldn't let me put these songs as Beatles songs. Right. Here's, here's my dumping of all the songs that I wrote and all the emotions that I felt. And here's an unbelievable cast of people that I got to play on this record. And everything came together perfectly. Well, I feel like it's just a, it's an unbelievable achievement. No, he, he had a great body of work yeah. that, you know, John and because John and Paul were essentially you know the leaders of the band, so sure. to say, because yeah. Ringo really wasn't going to team up with anybody, you know, and, and take George's side necessarily. Right. So they were able to dominate over George, and that's why George had so many, you know, so much great stuff. Again, three LPs. Yeah. Um, it, it, and you feel like he just dumped it all out in this amazing emotional process. It was just great. So, and I knew that one before I knew the one that we're going to talk about tonight. So that was my favorite oh. post Beatles album. Okay. But I got to tell you, after listening to this one, I, I know that this album exists. I've heard a few of the songs on it. I don't know enough about it. And I wonder why it has skipped me or it escaped me or I passed over it. I don't know why. Is it not as critically acclaimed? Is it, is, are there any, like, is, are there no big hits? I mean, I, I mean, you had huge hits off of the others. Sure. So, what, why don't I know it? Yeah, I, I think big hits is a big part of it. Oh, okay. we'll, we'll get okay. into that a little bit. And then from a critical uh, acclaim standpoint, it was not as critically acclaimed when it came out, but oh, since has oh, become okay. that. And okay. so I'll, and okay. I'll, I'll get into all that too. Okay. Um, so before we get into the Lennon album, um, I want to play my favorite song from All Things Must Pass Ooh. so that I can show uh, what I think is an interesting difference between the two. Okay. And Jason, because I, I told you on the podcast what my favorite one was, and I think you didn't agree with me. So what's well, no, I did, and I know that you don't agree with me on this. <laughs> okay. So um, let's just start it here. Okay. In fact, I think you were shocked. That this is my favorite. I, I am song shocked. Here. I can't say it's not a. I mean, it's a great song, but no, there's so many others on there. No, not the, there's a lot of great songs. Yeah. This is, isn't it a pity. Great song. Beautiful, beautiful song. He can write an amazing love song. It's a great song. So, and then what I'm going to do, I'm going to cut forward and, and show you why I love this song so much and also why it's so different than what I'm going to talk to you about as it relates to the Lennon album. Okay. So, this is big. This is bold. This is Spectre's Wall of Sound, right? Big time. So Phil Spectre produced this as well. Didn't he write that song about the, the problems he was having with his wife at the time? I think it was. And isn't it a pity? Wasn't that, I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful song. I'm pretty sure that's I, the story. I, I think that is too. Yeah, the the right. one that left him for Eric Clapton. Correct. Right? And, yeah. and I, I don't know that song, but if you told me it was the Be Beatles, I would believe it. Yeah. It sounds, oh, it sounds Beatles. It sounds like the Beatles. Yeah. 
Yeah, very much so. And again, so so, so the big bull sound from from Phil Spector um, is what's so interesting here because I want you guys to keep this in mind as we listen to Lennon's album or the songs that I play from it, because in addition to John and Yoko getting a production credit on on this solo album um, that, that that John did, Phil Spector is also a producer on John Lennon's oh, really? Plastic Ono Band. Okay, yeah. okay, 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 okay. So let's go ahead and start with the first of the four songs I'm going to show you guys from the album. Okay. Jason, you know I love a great leadoff song, right? <laughs> so we have to start there. Let's start there. <laughs> and I think this is also the best song of the album. Too. Oh, really? Yeah. Song one. All right. We got some funeral bells. And that's how it starts, huh? Yep. Wow. The death of the Beatles and the beginning of something new? Perhaps. That's Lennon. So the name of the song is Mother. So, again, I think it's the best tune on the record. Um, not that we're going to get much fluff, though, from here on out. Okay. I love the piano. It's a great, great little bass line. Yeah. And a simple, but I think effective drum beat. So while we're listening here for a second, do you guys know who the other uh, two people in this uh, that were in the Plastic Ono band? No, other I don't. Than John and Yoko. No, no. Nope. I'll take a guess who the drummer is. Did he use Ringo? Ringo is he the did? drummer. Absolutely. Sweet. And then a guy who you guys won't know, I'm sure, is Klaus Vormann no, is on bass. Uh, and I'll, I'll talk more about them later. So, John plays piano, guitar, provides the vocals, and then I mentioned what the other two guys did. Right. And he guess at what Yoko did on that song. <laughs> Tambourine? No. Bells? You'll, you'll, you'll never know, because <laughs> you know what it is? Her, her official credit is called Wind. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. That makes I couldn't, me so I couldn't find out what that means. Jesus. Just- wind. <laughs> Just blowing. No kidding. I love it. So She was so out there, man. Well, we, we, we're going to get to that in a little bit. Here. Okay. <laughs> um, so the genesis of this song, Mother, is that Lennon's parents both abandoned him to some degree. Do you know the story? I, a little bit. Yes, I do okay. know a little bit. Yeah. Only because I've heard Paul tell it in interviews and stuff. So John's father, his name was Alf, and I'm not talking about the furry cat-eating alien from the 80s <laughs> sitcom, um, but he left John's mother, Julia, when John was just an infant. He was in the Merchant Navy in England, so he went off with them. Um, it, it, since it is wartime, you know, he was in the war, World War II, and he sent checks to Julia for, for child support. But until 1943, and then all of a sudden, he, he disappeared completely. Went AWOL from the Navy. The wow. checks stopped. So he would later reemerge in John's life after the whole Beatlemania thing took uh, hold, but the two obviously were never close because of what happened way back when. As for John's mom, after the checks stopped... Her older sister, Mimi, deemed her unfit to take care of her son and took John into her custody. So uh, Julia, is her name, was, was still present in his life, even though not the primary caregiver anymore, including she did buy him his first guitar, um, 
which was five pounds and 50 pence. And she taught him chords on it. In 1958, though, when John was still just 17, she unfortunately left his life permanently when she was struck by a car and killed at just 44 years old. So John said in an interview after the release of this album, Plastic Gano Band, I lost her twice. Once as a five-year-old when I, was, uh, when I moved in with my auntie, and once again when she actually physically died. Wow. So here's a guy that has some serious parental trauma. Yeah. Right? Yep. And probably didn't fully work through that in his Beatles years, um, other than you know the song Julia was about his mom, but kind of you know kind of a sedate song uh, from the White Album. But here, let's listen to the emotion though. Again, it's an emotional album, right? And you get a little snippet here of the pent up feelings about his parents. So the lyric is mama don't go daddy come home. Wow. Yeah. So now here's the other piece of this puzzle though to the song where you can see it's a little more than meets the eye. After the Beatles broke up earlier that year in 1970 before this was released, John and Yoko escaped to the city of angels in the Tony neighborhood of Bel Air many years, I think before the fresh prince. <laughs> right. Um, they rented a house that had big walls out front and beautiful views of Los Angeles in the back so they could get away from kind of all the drama of the Beatles schism. So Lennon started working on this song, Mother, and some of the other songs from this album, Plastic Ono Band. And he was doing one other activity every morning. Have you ever heard about this? No, I don't when know he was out I in have. L.A.? I don't know. It's called Primal Scream Therapy. <laughs> oh, no, I don't know this. No. So he went to a psychologist in L.A. named Arthur Janoff, <laughs> who would put John in a dark, soundproof room and have John scream as thunderous no. and as fiercely no as he could. Wow. Just screaming. Wow. For, you know, half an hour plus. Holy So smokes. the theory being that all the childhood trauma from his absent parents, and probably a lot of the pent-up anger and jealousy and strife that had built up with at least two of the other three Beatles, um, this was his way to reckon with it. Yoko wrote in a book that accompanied the 50th anniversary of this album just a few years back, uh, the following. During 1970... We did extensive primal scream therapy for six months, which is very beneficial for us, and many of these songs were inspired as a, result, as a result of those sessions. So you've heard the emotion in the song thus far, right? That's crazy he did that. But let me, wow. let, let, let me show the next kind of final step here okay. in this song. Screaming, dude. There's your primal scream. It's kind of serious. He means it. <laughs> so I played you the start of, that, of yeah. that refrain, right? And then this is almost towards the end. And so it Which gets building more and, building, and more yeah. emotional yeah. and emotional yeah. until it finally finishes up. The song. No kidding. Yep. Oh. So that's just like him just dumping it all out. 
dumping it all out. Holy moly. It really makes for a very powerful and heartfelt song that, again, leads this whole thing off. Hence the reason you started with your This Is My Jam. Okay, now I see where you're putting it all together. All right, I like it. Um, All right, real quick, and the other two members of the Plastic Ono Band. By the way, there's a lot more in later iterations of this, including Clapton uh, is part of the Plastic Ono Band. George Harrison eventually joins the Plastic Ono Band. No kidding, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's a bunch of different iterations through the years. Um, when you say, I mean, like they just kind of played on some stuff together. Yeah, like the, you know, because basically John's band until did he, he tour, died. Did he tour as such? Like, was it like, did he did he play as as that band? I I, I mean, think was, they I think they did a little bit. Really? Um, yeah. But now the next album, Imagine, I think is just John, not 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 the Plasticona band, but on some of the other things he did subsequently, they they were included, and again, a bunch of different. And you different like folks. this better than Imagine? I do. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Simon Hilton, who was the producer on the 50th anniversary edition of this album, um, he said John never had any beef with Ringo ever, and, and you know reiterated that. Unlike the other two, so thus he was the natural choice for drums on this record. Klaus Vormann, he's a guy from Germany, yeah, old friend of the band when they were playing in Hamburg, Germany, in the early 60s. Oh, wow. so that's when they first met him. Yeah, he was also the guy then later that created the art for the Beatles album Revolver. Oh, and won a, come on. won a Grammy for the art. No way. Yeah. Um, and then Vorman had been the basis for the band Manfred Mann. No way. Yep. Of course. For yeah. four years leading up to this record. So John, and John through the years felt very comfortable with Klaus um, and personally invited and, and asked him to join Ringo, Yoko, and then Phil Spector at Abbey Road to record the album wow. after John had written everything in LA. Huh. And so despite the heavy emotional toll of these songs... The group was actually pretty quite playful. It sounded like during the during the recording of everything, chatty and fun, um, which is very different than what these musical compositions are. So right. there's playfulness out that they were playing, you know, old songs from the Beatles and some of the Manfred Mann stuff. Really, but when it came to this music that John had written and the power and emotion they wanted to put into it, was there a um, reason he wanted it to be so emotional or I, so? Again, I think it was just that point in his life. Okay, Again, yeah. Just broke up with the Beatles. You know, yeah. maybe never really dealt well with his parents and especially his mother dying. Yeah. And so this was his way. Because the Beatles, you know, there's, there's there's huge depth to it, right? But I think for them individually, um, there wasn't a whole lot of, of, of reckoning with their past, right? Yeah. So. Wow. All right. Next song to show um, John's emotional catharsis on this record. <laughs> catharsis. Yeah. It sounds like that's where we're going. All right. This is another song on side one. This is called Working Class Hero. As soon as you're born, they make you feel small. By giving you no time instead of it all. Till the pain is so big you feel nothing at all A working class hero is something to be A working class hero is something to be There's, you know, John was very political, right? Yeah. By this yeah, point, yeah. this song is a very political song. Um, he had done Revolution, obviously. Give Peace a Chance was done before this. Kind of shows that 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 nature that he's trying to bring out. But this song in particular was a commentary on the social class warfare, essentially. Okay. Um, Lennon said about this song, and I quote: "I think it's just a revolutionary song. I just think its concept is revolutionary. I hope it works 
and not for the tarts and a word that I can't say on this family podcast. <laughs> um, I hope it's what give peace a chance was about. I think it's for people like me who are working class who are supposed to be processed into the middle classes or into the machinery. In my experience, and I hope it's just a warning to people, working class hero is what we should be. Huh. So I think because of his humble beginnings, right? I, he still fancied himself a, a working class yeah, hero. All, yeah, they all kind of you know? did. Um, they were never uppity. Yeah. Right? A man of the masses, even though he was wildly wealthy, right. obviously oh, at this yeah, point. for sure. Running a huge mansion in, in, in Bel Air. Um, but he could still sympathize with, with the people that, that he grew up with and the people that were still in that same situation right. he was. Right. Um, let's play just a bit more so you can hear the, the, forebod- the foreboding tone one more time that this song really has. When the tortured and scared you for 20 odd years I love that hammer on that he does right there. You hear that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then they expect you to pick a career it's so when you country and like you're so full folky. Folky. Yeah. folky is the better word, yeah. A working class hero. You never hear this on a Beatles album. Right. Never. Right. I think it's part of the reason I like yeah, this album right. so much. So, um, by the way, this is just him on acoustic guitar. I, yeah, I was going to say there's no other there's no There's no yeah. other band backing. It, it's, it's just him. And some people have compared it to this song. I think you guys will see the comparison. Come, your master's Yeah, a little, little bit. Yeah, the Dylan. Dylan. Yeah. So the name of this song is Masters of War by Bob Dylan. Yeah, who it, it, again, it's that hammer on, isn't right. it? Right. Yeah. yeah. Who, um, who Lennon really respected and was inspired. Or was he? We make it back to that in the last song. So. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. So, all right. So we've had an emotional song on, on loss and mother, right? And then another on, on anger, pretty much. I think they're a working class hero. Yeah. How about one that is just one of our most important emotions? This tune is called Love. Oh. Is Yoko on wind on this one, too? No. <laughs> do you know some piano, though? Do I know which piano? Is that what you no, said? No, no. Do you know who's on piano? I mean, I would guess him. He played an amazing piano, but no, you're saying no? So let me see. Hold on. Love is real. Wow. It's a lovely little song. Real is love. And it's a cool respite. Chord. It's a cool chord change right there. From what are a lot of heavy brooding songs on most love of this album around it. Feeling. Should I know who's on piano? It's one of the five people that I've mentioned so far. That were part of this album. Phil. Phil Spector yeah. is on piano. I was gonna say none of the other ones. To be loved. Love is touch. It feels like wow, it's so powerfully melancholy and mm-hmm. sentimental and heavy. It's heavy, isn't it's it? Heavy. Heavy. This album's heavy, man. Oh. There's no, there's no hits, is there? There's no like just light pop stuff that you're gonna. <laughs> wow. So, so mother was the hit. Was mother the sing- was the single. Sorry, it was the single. They oh. originally talked about doing love as the single, and John decided against it and wanted to do mother. Of the two, I could see love being like right. more light and airy, and so 
once John died and they put out his anthology or whatever, 1982, right? this was a single that in 1982. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, that's good. Um, but John wanted Mother instead. And again, this is probably a reason that you haven't heard much of this album because... None of the songs you played so far have I ever heard yeah. in my life. Um, but going back to Phil, so if you can hear from these three songs, you got the wall of sound and all things must pass. Yeah. It's pretty remarkable that Phil produced this. It, there's right? nothing so, Phil-like. Right. Wow. Well, I so, mean, he it was a, it wasn't just it wasn't just like his only thing that he could do, right? Right. So, I mean, I can understand. No, it, it's just plus it's, they were very comfortable with each other, so they they really they liked each other, right? Um, wow. But again, the sparseness of this album is really what won me over, especially for this song. Um, is that and, one of your favorites? Is love? It's behind mother. Mother's still my favorite. Is it? Okay. Yeah. And it, again, it's a song you got to listen to a few times, mother, to really get into it and, and recognize what it is. But yeah, love would be right, right there next. Okay. 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 All right. Last one here to show the emotional power of this record. It's the penultimate tune. Okay. Um, this one is called God. We're covering major themes here throughout the whole album. Oh yeah. Okay. We got the whole Plastic Odo band here, okay. and there's one extra, Oh, but it's somebody that we can talk about if you want, but if not, I want to save him for the Get Back podcast. Oh, okay. Okay. Wait, that, should I? Can we save him? Or do you want to guess? Can we at least say who it is? Do you want to guess who, who, who the- who I kind of want to guess. No, go ahead. Say that. Wait, wait. I'm trying to think of what instrument- and would you say this is the most upbeat song we've heard so yes, far? Yes, and there's Even no, and there's really not upbeat at all. Okay. Is it Billy Preston? It's Billy Preston. Ah, oh, yes, nice. Is he on the? He's on keys. Billy yeah. is on keys. Wow. So, all right, we will save him. He needs to be sa- He needs to be saved. I totally agree. Unless okay. you have anything you you want to say. No, 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 okay, no, no. no. Okay. I'd, I'd like to talk to you. Me too. Talk to you guys. Yes. Ab- yes. About him on the get agree. back. Agree. Uh, agree. Okay. Good. Good. Okay. Good. Good. So this song has three parts. The first is John describing God, and I quote, "A concept by which we measure our pain." That's how he describes God. Okay. And then in the sec- second section, he goes on to talk about the things he doesn't believe in, which you talked about earlier. Okay. Um, like magic, the Bible, Hitler. Jesus, Kennedy, Got JFK. It. Yeah, this is where it comes. And but after all those heavy hitters and the concepts that he goes through uh, in his musical, next comes his musical list. So let me cut to that for you. Leaves it there like that. Just believe in me. All right, so that's quite powerful. That's deep. Right yeah. there, he said, "I don't believe in Elvis. I don't believe in Zimmerman. I don't believe in Beatles. I just believe in me." Just do you think he doesn't believe in Elvis because <laughs> Elvis didn't write any of his own songs? It would be unfair and unkind of you not to mention that and give me some sort of poking yet again in this podcast. 
No, I don't think so. I think he's talking about him as a construct. Of I don't course. think he's talking about no, his no, people. Of course he is. Things, um, things bigger than life. Yeah. Right. Right. And so, again, we talked about Dylan before, but he does mention Zimmerman. Zimmerman, right. who's yeah. Robert Zimmerman, is Bob Dylan. Yeah. Um, and then, also, do you guys remember from the movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off, where Ferris says, a person should not believe in an ism, he should believe in himself. And I quote yeah. John Lennon, I don't believe in Beatles, <laughs> I just believe in me. <laughs> Good point there. After all, he was the walrus. I could be the walrus. <laughs> I'd still have to bum rides off people, though. <laughs> so this, this is where Ferris Holy pulled that smokes, yeah. from this song. I never knew that. Yeah, yep, I never either. knew that. All right. That's great. Um, before we talk about the accolades of the album, so that was the last song, God, <sighs> or excuse me, the second to last song, but okay. my last song that I'm doing. Um, can we talk about one more thing real quick? Yeah, of course. Okay. On the day this album was released, another album also called Plastic Ono Band, was released. What? This one was Yoko Ono slash Plastic Ono Band. I didn't know this. Yeah. So the album covers themselves were exactly the same. It's set in, in the woods, kind of looking like, like a meadow woods uh, sort of thing. It. Yeah, right. And both John and Yoko are sitting off in the distance under a big like oak-looking tree. Okay. In Lennon's version, Yoko is sitting against the tree, and John is kind of laying between her legs, looking up at the sky. Okay. In Yoko's version, their positions are reversed. Everything else is the same. I didn't know that. So John is sitting up, you know, up against the tree, and Yoko Jeez, is the one looking no up. No way. So, all right. Let me just play. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Go let go me ahead. say it back to you. So she is like the, the song singer of the album she came out with? So this, this is her album. It's the same band. So Plastic Ono Band. So, so it's they still, made two albums. They make two How albums. How many songs were on her album? Uh, ten also. So there's ten on both. But not the same songs. Not the same songs. So I didn't know this. So yeah, so this is John, Ringo, Klaus, Phil, and, and Yoko. On le- no way. Yep. Are, so, are you going to play me some of Yoko's stuff? We're going to play. Please. So yeah, and I think there's a reason we probably have never really heard no, this album. No, I didn't album. even know this existed. You ready? Yeah. Okay, this is the opener, okay. laid off tune. Right. On his Yoko, was mother, hers was. Hers is why. Okay. Whoa. All right, can I skip forward a little bit? No. That's Yoko. I love her. She's out there. Primal, primal scream. Wait, you love her? Oh, she, and, and I'm being so um, sarcastic. She drives me crazy. Listen to that. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, uh, horrible. So wait, I can't stand her. Do, I can't. Do we think there's maybe a reason we've never heard this album before? Yeah, yeah. It, there's no way there's ten tracks of that. Ten, ten. Tra- oh, now, like, can, I, can, can I tell you something though? I got through this song. Actually, I didn't get through this. I got through probably to where I just cut off. <laughs> the next song's called Why Not. I got through about 20 seconds of that. And I'm like, I can't listen to this whole album. I just can, can't do can it. You, can you play me a little bit of that too, please? Yep. Just just for the fun of it. Please. She's crazy. She's way out there. Okay. So this one didn't chart. <laughs> no, you, yeah. you don't say. Nor, nor was critically acclaimed. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't do it anymore. Have you ever seen the footage of her, John Lennon, and Chuck Berry performing together? Maybe it's unbelievable. They do Johnny Be Good. Yeah, and yes, I have seen. Oh it. my god! And the looks that Chuck Berry gives, like her, 
to just stop and they finally cut her microphone off. It's unbelievable. She's, she's just screaming so Jason, randomly. Jason, we have to do the get back episode. <laughs> I know. We have to. Okay. okay. To, to, to really delve into, <laughs> right, into right. Yoko. Okay. We'll do it. We'll do it. All right. I so, have no idea she created this album. Yeah, I know that she came out with music. Day. I didn't know that it was actually released in any capacity, now, though. And so, again, so nobody listened to it. Do you know the album? John's last album was called Double Fantasy, which yeah. has some great songs. Yes. You know, Watching yeah. the Wheels, Woman. Yep. Um, but Yoko, the way she got her way into that album, every other song so it, is That's Yoko. That's right. It goes John, Yoko, Yoko John, John, Yoko. Yeah, I remember that vaguely and, now. And so I, I love that album for the John side. Yeah. Yoko just she just kills it every time man is there anyone that's like no this is good there can't be you know what's funny and part of what I read though is that some musicians view her as absolutely inspirational and uh, just avant-garde like silliness it must be probably probably all right how far can you push the limit that kind of thing I I think that's what it's all about right it's gotta be so all right let's go to the accolades on uh, John Lennon slash Plastic Ono Band okay not not the Yoko version I never Um, knew there was a Yoko version that's great by the way there are many out there not just me that believe this is his best solo album Um, Moho critic John Harris said the record is in the trilogy of truly essential post Beatles albums along with All Things Must Pass and Wings Band on the Run great which I I would agree is that his best or or is it Ram no, no, no. Band on the run. run. Okay. Yeah. Um, Especially because of all the history and all the stuff that came out and where they made it, what the, like, it was, it's just a great story. That's so an essential album we should do. The online music outlet Pitchfork rated it number 60 on the, of the top 100 albums of the 1970s. And I am only familiar with this album because I listened to that whole really? list back six years ago. And what, it, what it immediately you grabbed it? me. What, yeah, what grabbed Again, you? Again, I, I, I think that powerful emotion that is displayed throughout the whole thing. And it's so different than the Beatles. Um, and it was, it was, there it just seems like there's more depth than yeah. all things must pass. And that's why he's I like He's clearly it saying something like he's doing something right. specific. I, if I was in a certain mood, I think it would hit me differently. Well, you're not going to run to it. I'll no, tell you no, that, no, no, right? no. You're not going to work out. Agreed. It, agreed. Right? Agreed. Um, but if you just want to listen to a very complex, again, it's, it's deep. It's, it's a little brooding, deep, yeah. like really, Dark. you know, Heavy figure out sort of life. It, it's it, it's just a really great album. For and, and again, I'm I'm not a Beatles guru by any means, but I've never heard John sing like that. No, ever I mean, yeah, on anything. Rarely, else. right? Is there anything that? And powerful? I think that's part of what grab is that it's so different than than what they've done before. Yeah. Time Magazine listed it as one of the 100 best albums of all time in 2006. Rolling Stone had it at number 23 in the 500 best albums of all time in their 2012 list, and then in this recent one in 2020. They dropped it at 85. Wow. And then, of course, it's in Robert DeMarie's 1001 albums you must hear before you die. Yeah. So it is a very critically acclaimed album. And I think, um, you know, because of all the heart and emotion John puts into it, it's his best. And it's the best post-Beatles album. No, it's not. But it's, <laughs> it's really good for, <laughs> for what he did. I'm shocked at the strength of it. At the emotions. I'm yep. shocked. You got to listen to the whole thing. I do. I will. So. I, I promise you, I, I owe it to you and to the Beatles to do that. All right. I should do that. So to take you out, okay. I did not play the third section of God, which I, I referenced there were three sections, which music critic Greel Marcus remarked, John singing in the last verse of God may be the finest in all of rock. So what? Let me finish Whoa. there. All right. That's definitely a good way to take us out.
was the walrus, now I'm John. John, yeah. And so, dear friends, we'll just have to carry on. That's that. Wow. All right, well, with that, we will say thank you so much for listening. Kevin, great job. Really great job. What a great album. We'll see you next time. <laughs>